0: Now, speaking of the hinged, fringed minority holding unacceptable views, there are a few Canadians who apparently hold more unacceptable views than Pat King. I'm going to let Pat King introduce himself. Well, I've talked about him with Jeremy McKenzie. Uh, I've talked about him in the past, uh, because whatever you think you know or don't know about Pat King, you know where they lock up people for, what was it, for five and a half months on nonviolent mischief charges? North Korea, Russia, and Canada. There you go. Well done, Trudeau. All right, I'm bringing him in. Uh, Pat, get ready. Now, Pat might be... Um, <laughs> he might may or may not be able to talk about everything freely because Pat's out of jail, <laughs> awaiting his upcoming trial, which could send him away for a little bit of time because mischief in Canada. Oh, it's just mischief. Yeah, carries a maximum sentence of 10 years. Um, Pat, okay, so first of all, great to meet you. Nice to meet you. I was going to say how goes the battle, but I can only anticipate... 30,000 foot overview just so that people may or may not know who you are who are you
1: ah uh, well i just i uh, i'm just a regular old canadian guy uh oil and gas worker for 20 years um watched uh how this country's been going down the hill for a while decided to speak up back in about 2018 2019 and uh i've been advocating against this regime that we have for a political entity under the uh under mr fancy socks i don't even like saying his name cuz it's like nails nails down a chalkboard for me, but, uh, we've been able to discover and investigate a lot of the corruption here and tried to get it to the table to get it to the appropriate authorities and nobody will listen to us. And once again, uh, we decided that, uh, you know, Canada had had enough. We took a little, little trip to Ottawa and, um, well, I guess the the rest is uh the rest de- is kind of history.
0: Gotten <laughs> deep um, shit. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Uh are you born in Sault Ste. Marie? Is that what it yeah?
1: I was born in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. I moved out to Alberta when I was 18. Just a just a backpack of uh, you know, I'm going hiking across Canada and uh got stuck in Red Deer, Alberta. Um, I wouldn't call it stuck, it's been my home now since uh since 1997. I love it out here. Uh, It's the only place that's ever been able to give me a prosperous life. You know, family, kids, uh, a home, a job. And uh, never had to worry about food on my table. But I know the rest of the country has those issues. You've got the Maritimes with those issues. You've got the East, uh, Eastern uh, Ontario with those issues. British Columbia with those issues. But Alberta has been a blessing. And they're trying to take Alberta away from us. They're trying to um, hinder us in every way in our oil and gas industry. you got to remember... We are we are like the Texas of America, um, well, or sorry of Canada. We're we're considered Texas. We're floating on the oil and gas out here. And when Fancy Socks got into into it, he initially uh, formulated two bills: Bill C sixty eight, C forty, C sixty nine, and C forty eight, which is the anti pipeline bill and the anti uh, anti harbor moratorium against only Canadian ships being able to get our products to re- to market. Uh, he bought up a pipeline for four hundred million dollars. That had uh, nothing to do with the Canadian government. It was uh, the Kinder Morgan pipeline. It was being twinned anyway due to safety regulations. And once he got into office, he immediately bought it up and shut down the project. So being an oil and gas worker, understanding how this all works, we knew that it was a direct attack against Alberta and direct attack against Canada's gross domestic product. So we... We decided to formulate a uh, a protest uh, back in 2019. In February 14th, 2019, we took a convoy to Ottawa. Uh, we sat on Parliament Hill with our trucks, what 178 or so trucks, um, and we actually had our voices heard. We stood there. We said, "You know what? Uh, this is our issue." Politicians came out. They 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 paid talked, attention
0: they, to our needs. They talked to you. It's amazing. They amazing talked thing. to us,
1: and then we left two days later. And we had our pipelines re- reinstated for the projects that were going at the time. So, fast forward now to 2020. Oh, oh, oh 2020.
0: Before we fast forward, let's back up just a little bit. May yeah. I ask how old you are?
1: Oh, I'm 46. I just turned 46 years old.
0: 46. So, you move out to Alberta at 18. Yeah. Um I just, for my own satisfaction as a ch- as leading up to 18, are you a uh, troublemaker as a kid? Are you a free thinker? And how does it be that you end up leaving at 18 to go to Alberta?
1: Well, define troublemaker. I was just a regular <laughs> kid, right? Like I, we had our issues. Yeah. We threw crab apples at neighbors. We Nikki, Nikki nine doored. you know, we, we did those kind of things. Um, and at, at what happened was I was at, 18 years old and where I'm from, it's either you work in a plant, you work in a facility, the steel mills, the paper mills, or you work in the mines or in the lumber industry in Northern Ontario. And when I was 18, it was, I, you don't, you don't plan on going to college. You're, you're a mill worker and that's what you are. So what I decided is, well, we'll go get a, I'll go get a into college and get working on my mill, I was going to be a mill, In the plant at home. And my first three months into college, they they shut down our steel mill and 53,000 people were out of a job. So there was pink slips handed to them at the gates. And I was like, well, what do I do? Holy crap. Like, uh, this is our livelihood. This is what our city thrives on. This is the only income for our, our city. So I saw 300 people lining up for a job at a Wendy's. We had just got a Wendy's in the community. And I seen all these people. I'm like, how do you compete? to go flip burgers what do i do like and the ei office was right nearby or the job bank and we looked up on the job bank where is the most jobs in canada and it turned out that red deer had over 5000 opportunities at the time and oh, i just got got my backpack said the heck with this i was young i figured you know backpacking trip across canada why not and i ended up finding i found heaven i found heaven out here Amazing. and then see so
0: you- at 18 years old, this now then is 1994? 97. 97. Yeah. Um, and so 97, you, 98. So, 18 years old, you get out there and you, you start working the oil fields?
1: I initially started working in a slaughter plant in Brooks, Alberta. Uh, I worked uh, in, a, in a beef plant. It's actually deemed one of the worst uh, and does, uh, one of the worst facilities to work in all of Canada. Uh, it's actually has that record. It's, it's really horrible. In I terms worked there of, for. In terms of,
0: in terms of risk to employees or in terms of conditions for the animals?
1: Conditions, uh, risk to the employees, the whole nines, everything. Okay. It's gross. It's gross. You're walking around in ankle deep blood. You're cutting the heads off cows. You're spe- It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> um, but uh, I worked there for about 18 months and then I got a job uh, on a, on an oil rig with some guys that I met in a bar, we were at the bar one night and they said, Oh, you, you Easterners think you can work our work and do our jobs. And like, yeah, we can do anything you guys can do. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, was I, was I surprised I showed up to work. I worked for about three months and I worked myself to the bone, uh, hard, hard work. And, uh, the company that I had worked for had sold out and been bought out by a company out of Red Deer. So I went up to Red Deer, uh, to follow that company and the rest is history. I worked my way up from roughneck, uh, entry level position to a Derrick hand, to a driller, to a tool push, to a senior supervisor, to a flowback specialist, to a completion specialist, which is upstream, downstream oil and gas industry, all by the the labor of my my back. Um, my skills came at the job. You didn't need a college education at the time, you know. We uh we just walked on to the job. And then uh throughout my career, I had absolute amazing opportunities uh big projects been part of some uh trade revolutionary trade changes in and i was at the forefront one of the leading supervisors in it and these big horizontal fracking um procedures and then became a flowback specialist and then a completion specialist and from from there um i decided i'm going to go back to university And I got a degree in occupational health, safety, and environment. So I got a three-year degree from the University of Alberta up in Edmonton uh, uh, with health and safety and environment. So not only was I uh, kind of a very knowledgeable, I'm not going to call myself an expert, but very knowledgeable in the field of oil and gas. Now I had the education to back it up as well. So with the education. For my own personal
0: benefit, are you working while you're doing the three-year program?
1: Uh, No, no, not at the time. Uh, so what happened was i ended up having an injury i fell 30 feet shattered both my legs and broke my back and then i had my leg removed because of complications so i have a prosthetic leg from below the knee and uh i i needed to do something i couldn't do the hard labor anymore so i decided to go back to school and i got my degree uh and, and uh the, the the rest is is uh is history i worked as a, a um how do you say a health health and safety uh, advisor for an upstream and downstream oil and gas and learn how basically environmental issues within a workplace, such as airborne contaminants, um, uh enriched oxygen atmospheres, and uh basically lots of pressures and stuff. But I I my background was in industrial hygiene, it was testing environments for um, for contaminants in your air. So we ended up working that that job. I ended up losing my job due to a conflict of interest. I, I stood my ground under the safety guidelines under the, you know, the safety hat and it, it didn't go well. And when it happened, it was right around the time of 2018 uh, that, they started attacking our industry. Well, they started attacking it in 2015. As, 20- as, soon
0: as, as soon as Trudeau came into office, he basically started attacking oil and gas out West.
1: Absolutely. So it was tough for us to find more work out there. And I started reading more and researching more and following what was going on. Yeah, this one of your viewers says OSHA. It's exactly like OSHA in the States. I'm trained under OSHA and I'm trained under OH&S here. In, I, in, I, had no,
0: I had no idea you, you lost a leg, actually. I, I had no idea about that injury.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. I had a, had a surgery cause of complications. I tried 14 surgeries to try and put my leg back together and it didn't, uh, it didn't, uh, it didn't go well. So <laughs> I opted to take it off. I said, no, I'm not going to live like this anymore. And I want, I want this off, which also got me off all the medications that we were on um, due to the pain and, and the inflammation and all the stuff that complicated my leg. Once I got off the meds, I, I haven't taken, I barely even take a Tylenol anymore. I won't take any meds because I seen what they were doing to me.
0: Um, think uh, Just for my own curiosity, again, things like ghost itch, do you still have? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Phantom pains. Phantom, Phantom pains?
1: pains, yeah. The ghost itch will drive you nuts, actually. Luckily, I don't have that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, how, I mean, this will be the last question on this. I could go for a while on this subject alone, but learning to walk with a prosthetic limb, how hard uh, is that? It was,
1: like, it was like a duck to water. My leg was already messed up at already. So getting the the new limb back, getting the, the prosthetic on was nothing. It was easy. I was actually back to work up in the Arctic three months later, working, uh, working flow back and uh, just on the border of the Northwest Territory. So.
0: Amazing. Well, on this now introduction, people, we're going to end on YouTube because uh, I think I want to get into some stuff that... We we don't know how YouTube deals with these things anymore because it's going to involve <laughs> why you got arrested and uh, and your appearance on well it's it's going to touch into the COVID stuff and and how I first yeah. discovered you so this yeah. changes nothing from our end everybody come on over to Rumble the link is in the pinned comment removing from YouTube come on over to Rumble three two one now so this is very interesting um because now it puts into perspective some of the things that I know that you had uh invest let's well, say investigated for lack of a better word but you know we are all entitled to do our own research when it came to COVID and the stuff and knowing your background now it actually explains a little bit why you were um it, it, you were looking into the questions that you were looking into as relates to COVID.
1: i don't i don't want to interrupt you but i do have to say this right now and i forgot this is for fundraising purposes uh ladies and gentlemen i'm only allowed on social media for the purposes of fundraising for my lawyer um on unfortunately my my um my bank accounts are still seized and I meant to send you this too. Uh, this mm-hmm. is the uh, email uh, for my lawyer. If anybody cares to donate to my lawyer, it's in the private chat there. If you can, if you could donate to my lawyer, that'd be great. I don't have an income and I don't have, um, I don't have access to financials. It's here un- in It's
0: fucking believable, Pat. We're yeah. going to get into that now. I mean, this, this is, I, I think that I'm going to put that, you know that disclaimer on YouTube, but it's it's clear enough, anyhow.
1: Um, yes, it, it, it <laughs> is for fundraising purposes, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to try and get donations. If you could put that up at some point, and oh then no, people
0: I, I, can I, I, now I put the link in the in the description on YouTube, and I'm going to share the. Well, I'll, I'll, I put the uh, Natasha's um uh, email address, which I'll share with with Rumble and everybody, because one look, let's we're going to skip a bit to the end. You end up getting arrested, locked yeah. in jail for five months for nonviolent mischief charges. Although yeah. they you know they focused on some of your online statements Um, you were held for five and a half months because of the convoy, because of your participation in the convoy Uh, and the terms of your release are absolute total and utter uh, tyrannical bullshit. They're the
1: worst conditions in Canadian history. Um, I don't, I don't know next to the coots for that are still in jail right now. Unfortunately Um, I think being in jail would probably still be better than having to live under a microscope like I do um i'm constantly harassed by the rcmp i get door knocks anytime after 10 o'clock in between 10 in the evening till six in the six in the morning i have a curfew of 10 o'clock i'm not allowed to go out anywhere uh i wasn't allowed on social media for over a year i wasn't allowed to talk i wasn't allowed to tell my story i wasn't allowed to um basically defend myself from the online attacks that were coming the media is absolutely smeared and tarnished and defamed my name They've they've done a, an absolute horrendous job at portraying who I really am, and uh, all by design. This is all an attack against me, due to the fact that I had a large social media platform at the time. I also had uh, you know uh, an encouraging message that was a positive message, and they didn't like that. They wanted to keep people in fear, and they didn't they didn't want people to be felt uplifted and 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 you know propped up to know that they had a voice and they could use it uh, peacefully. And, uh, yeah, I also did an interview with Trudeau's brother, and I think that that, that probably pissed him off as well because <laughs> I did an interview while we were in Ottawa with Trudeau's brother, and his brother spilled the beans.
0: Um, may I ask you to elaborate on that?
1: Uh, yeah, so Kyle Kemper is uh, Justin Trudeau's stepbrother. I did an interview with Kyle while we were in Ottawa just before the EA got invoked. And uh, Kyle opened up the, the can. He said, they've got something over my brother. Um, this isn't the Justin I know. Um, they're they're basically blackmailed him. And this is why he's doing what he's doing. So his brother openly admits that they're holding something over his head. And they blackmailed him. Um, I can only imagine what that is. I can only speculate what that is. But I guarantee you, it has something to do with... Well, some with pretty sick things.
0: With some, well, I mean, we know some of the casual rumorings that we've heard from, you know, behavior uh, in the year 2000 a little bit beforehand. May I? I'm going to ask the, at the risk of asking the dangerous question, the they, and I. And this is not to make fun, Pat. I like I, I nope. have no, I have no doubt that these politicians are compromised. Uh, in, in your in your view, the they that has the blackmail material. I mean, is this part of the Canadian government? Is this, uh, you know, the the how call oh, Schwab can, penetrates we happens. can call it
1: both sides we call it the, the schwab click for sure but uh canadians we have another entity involved as well the bronfman family that are here if you're if you're familiar with the Nixium sex cult that went on and uh they got caught um carla Bronf- i think it's carla bronfman or laura bronfman or something the daughter of carl bronfman was caught um torturing and and sexually abusing young people and the Broffman family are the seagram family that own the seagram um liquor here the liquor company and they've been pulling the string on these politicians since since ha ah, frig for however long and they're involved with this these Laurentian elites out of out of montreal they're all involved with it
0: um oh <laughs> hold like, on well, oh, don't, don't worry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this up in real time. I'm just, I'm gonna bring yeah. up the archive link so that yeah. So knows.
1: you've got, you've got these people. Yeah, they're Claire, Claire Bronfman. I said Carl Bronfman. Claire Bronfman.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. For those who don't know, the Bronfman is a very prominent Jewish family out of Montreal. And I know that some people are gonna, because Pat, one of the, one of the, you know, go-to accusations is anti-Semitism. I'll just put, it's New York Times people, so don't, don't trust Pat. Trust the New York Times. Claire right. Bronfman is sentenced to 81 months for the Nexium sex cult case. Will you never stop a former member of the group? Ask Ms. Bronfman, a Seagram's heir who used her family fortune to intimidate critics of Nixium. Okay,
1: interesting. That's right. And their family has been pulling the strings on every prime minister in Canada since, uh, well, since I can remember Brian Mulroney, all of them. The whole family has been corrupted. Then you've got Klaus Schwab grooming uh, Trudeau for all of this stuff, as well as you have links to the Picton Farm and sex assault uh, at the West Point Academy uh, I'm, I'm almost positive that that is what they're holding over him. I do have the non-disclosure agreement. I can't expose it uh, due to I'll go to jail. Hold They've on got... a
0: second. I, I don't want to break the Canadian Internet. <laughs> the non-disclosure agreement that relates to the allegations of, of sexual impropriety that he signed with uh, uh, allegedly with a former student
1: that's right at the west point academy in vancouver uh we have the copy of it i've actually been giving it to my lawyer so that she has it there's a record of it now more and more coming out um and it was he got caught he got caught at an event um with this young girl uh in a relation a sexual relationship by her father he opened the door and caught and this is not this is not news. This has been open public, but we can't divulge the paperwork because we'll go to jail and you'll we'll probably get shot. But I have given it to the lawyer. So the lawyer has it in case anybody, ladies and gentlemen, I am not suicidal. I will not I will not commit suicide. I'm a father of four uh and I, and I love my life. So if I die of suicide, it wasn't me. Well, just let me so ask you this, know.
0: Pat, I, I presume as part of your, uh, uh, bail conditions, you're not allowed owning or possessing a firearm.
1: No, no, you're not allowed that. No, no, no firearms because, uh, you know, well, we won't touch that, but, uh, <laughs> okay. Let's so, just say that the RCMP head of firearms trafficking came into jail and questioned me, uh, if I was selling firearms, this is how bad they got. Like, horrible. So, um,
0: um, it's, it's
1: ridiculous. I,
0: I forgot how we got off on this tangent, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so pu- public enemy number one uh, at, in Canada, you had had some organizational, um, you had had some organizational experience in terms of political movements for the, uh, for the oil and gas out West and and, yep. and it succeeded. And these were some of the same, I don't want tactics has a negative term, but these were the, some of the same strategies used to raise awareness for the COVID protests. And the truckers sort of did a similar thing in Ottawa uh, now hold on a second. As part of your, your bail terms as well, you're not allowed discussing the my case, trial, the
1: trial. I okay. can't talk about my trial and I can't talk about the convoy. Okay. Like, so, like, like I can't talk about my involvement in the convoy. Okay. So, so I, then
0: uh, what I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, look, and what I love is I don't know anything confidential, so I can't even accidentally say something. So I'll say right. what I know in terms of what was publicly, um, released, published publicly yeah. published on you. Uh, you were not, as far as I understand, well, okay, I'm not even going to ask the question, whether or not you were directly involved in it, because there was some infighting as to whether or not you came in and tried to co-opt the movement. Uh, there was infighting, et cetera, et cetera. Do, without getting into any of that, the accusations against you are that you were one of the convoy organizers. You're a very bad man. You said some very bad things online. Um, and what I don't even remember if there was anything specific that you were alleged to have said in relation to the convoy, but you got arrested, swept up with Tamara Leach, Chris Barber, um, and others yeah. as part of the organizers of the convoy and arrested and detained on mischief, incitement to mischief. I think you're like uh, counseling people to defy police orders. No- yeah. Nothing violent.
1: Nothing. Not Did one violent charge.
0: Have I don't know. If, I'll ask it. If you don't want to answer it, don't answer it. Uh, cr- any criminal record going into this?
1: Oh, I have a juvenile record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's supposed to be hidden, right?
0: Expo- expunged or yeah, Expunged
1: not- when you turn 18, yeah. But no, don't believe that for one minute. Because so, they yeah, definitely so tried to bring that up. N-
0: nothing as of the time of adulthood until no. your, your very serious incitement to mischief charges for having participated in the convoy are you allowed yeah. um, or is it public knowledge as to whether or not you're a defendant to the civil action by Zexy Lee out of Ottawa?
1: Oh boy. That one we can open up. We can <laughs> pull the can right open on that one. Absolutely, freaking lootly. I'm part of that one.
0: Okay. So uh, you go down whether or not it's part and parcel of the organizers. You get involved in the convoy. You're one of the, you're a vocal proponent. You have a big uh, social media following. Have you gotten that back by the way?
1: Uh, yeah, but it's absolutely shadow banned worse than i've ever seen in my life uh, i have over three hundred forty thousand followers on the on the social media and then uh they give me that back for fundraising purpose ladies and gentlemen this is for fundraising purposes <laughs> we
0: should have like a little i need a little yeah, shy and, and if you can
1: donate please donate to my lawyer at natasha.calvino at gmail.com that is how i'm on social media that is you know how what? i'm allowed is jokes, what i just said
0: jokes aside uh, change your uh, name to Pat King for fundraising purposes only on, uh, on StreamYard.
1: <laughs> okay, so you get, yeah. you
0: get arrested and I I, I I don't want to get you into trouble. It's absolutely no, not. I won't let
1: you get me into trouble. I've done good. so good so far, this far, I'm not going to get into trouble.
0: So they arrest you, The it was the Friday, the day before. When did they arrest you?
1: They arrested me on the February the 18th, which was a Friday.
0: Yeah. So that was the Friday before they came in with the iron fist of fury. Uh, They were, they were
1: actually coming down with the iron fist on my arrest. They were already doing it. Um, They arrested me actually in Gatineau on the Gatineau bridge on the Gatineau side of uh, Quebec, uh, which I I think myself was illegal because I wasn't even in the province of Ontario at the time, but uh, that's for, that's for trial to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they arrested me as a person of interest. For what? Allegedly, again, I don't. like. Get- yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so my charges consist of mischief, counsel the mischief, uh, failure to abide by a court order, intimidating law enforcement. Uh, and then three perjury charges and two obstruction charges. And, and so I know this, this
0: is public as well. The perjury charges stem from your statements given for your bail hearing, correct?
1: For my bail hearing, yeah. So I was getting released on, I was attempting to get released on bail. I had two lawyers that now at this moment, presently, right now, there is a financial and um, and uh, internal audit on the two lawyers that had corrupted my bail hearing. They basically set me up. They tried. They colluded with the crown, and and they they formulated a, a, a direct attack on me, uh, which caused me to to perjure perjure, according to them, uh, allegedly um, on, on the stand. And it should have never even went that way. I sh- they they set me up. Well, that, they I, set I'm, me up. They I'm, turned out to be Doug Ford's or whoever the the premier of Ontario. They're his good friends. And they absolutely set me up. And that is in a Ontario law society audit right now. It's escalated from an inquiry and an investigation to an actual full blown audit. So that means they're getting their, their finances looked at all their correspondence looked at every file that they have. These guys are as corrupt as corrupt as it goes. And not only to the point that this lawyer actually said, I can handpick my judges. I'm the one who selects the judgeships. So like we've got it on record and recorded that these guys were as dirty as it comes.
0: Yeah, I'm reading loyal fedora says they set you up. You were good to go. Then next thing we knew, arrested.
1: Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, they ask. set I, it all up. They, they it was absolutely horrible what they did. Um, ah, ugh. I want to say so much, but I can't.
0: Yeah. Okay. So ne- so y- perjury is it, uh, it the charges they added after the mischief? And people have to understand mischief. Whether or not it's void for vagueness, it's, it's, I don't know if it's been challenged constitutionally, but it's pretty damn uh, vague. But incitement to mischief? Like, all right, now, I'm, now I'm, I'm verbally suggesting that you do that, which is already vague as a standalone act. And they locked you up for five and a half months?
1: Five months, yeah. So I didn't get out until July 18th, 2022. Um, when I finally got out, it was, uh, it was a long waited release. Um, I was sick. I, I looked horrible. Um, the, the conditions in the prison were absolutely horrendous. Um, I was basically, uh, put in solitary confinement for about 60 days. Um, I was isolated from anybody.
0: Stop for one second there. Yeah. Uh, the solitary confinement, that's because you refuse to get the jab. And so it was I
1: refused. I refused to take the, the nose swab to make sure I was COVID free. Um, I won't stick that thing up my nose, and I told them no. So they held me for a, a period of 18 days in a uh, in, in a range style, but only I couldn't come out. I could come out every three days and make a phone call or have a shower. And while I didn't have any numbers, and I'm struggling to get lawyers trying to get phone calls out to my loved ones to let them know I'm okay, and I wasn't able to get a shower. Now, with my injury, uh, I I have to – they have to – Uh, I know it's jail and people are like, Oh, you're in jail. It's, it's, you're locked up. They don't have to, but they actually do have to accommodate you to an extent when you have a medical handicap, which is a chair to sit on in a, in a, in a, in a shower room. I can't shower in the main shower. I have to have a chair to sit on and they refuse to give me a chair. So I never got my showers for about 18 days and I ended up developing an infection in my leg and then they refused to treat the infection they brought the doctor up the doctor is like i'm telling you the doctor in the ocdc prison was just like the doctor from the simpsons hello everybody like this guy was a nut job man and i didn't want him to touch me and stuff so there was a lot of refusals because the 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 absolute conditions in that prison are, are disgusting. There's bugs crawling on the floor. You're laying on a mat this high off the ground. You're on the floor. You're not coming. You don't have beds. It's uh, it's it. It was bad. It no, was. I'll, so I'll you,
0: bad. The, the I, I I've I've come to the conclusion now that the vast majority of the people who say, "Well, you're in prison, so you know, fuck around, find out," are are so called liberals. Because it, once upon a time, might have been the conservatives who said, "Well, fuck around, find out." It's gone full full three hundred and sixty or one hundred and eighty. You. I, I need you to elaborate on these these uh shit conditions in in jail I, I have now become sensitized whereas i never even thought about it or you just take for granted well it's bad but it's not torturous it, they they stick you in solitary yep. set aside their their bullshit pretextual basis to do it covid so we got to stick you we gotta we gotta put you in the worst conditions that are most susceptible to getting you sick in the first place because you yep. won't because you you won't take a fucking test yep. what what is that like is it is there a window? Is there air conditioning? Is there heating? Is it cold? Is it damp, dank rats, cockroaches? What's it like? And how do you get through that?
1: So it's it's absolutely brutal. Uh the solitary or or ad seg, what they call administrative segregation, um, is a cement bed. It's there's feces and blood all over the walls. Uh the floors are absolutely gross. they don't let you clean them, they don't give you a mop to clean your cell. They don't give you any amenities to, to try and sanitize your cell. They don't give you soap. They don't give you anything. You're stuck on a cement bed with a fire blanket. Um, and uh, there's no heat. In the one section we had that I was in, there was no air conditioning. Um, like, no even central, central vac. like C- vac circula- Circulation of air. Yeah, there was none of that. It broke down. Um, there was... Um, Oh shit. How do I go now? I don't know. But now I'm looking um, at my constant face. Harassment, constant harassment from guards, uh, telling me they're going to beat the shit out of me. Um, they can't wait. They know where the cameras are, that there's uh there's uh black spots on the cameras and we're going to go punch you out. The one, the one Sergeant on the isolation wing for COVID. Um, absolutely like, and I, and I, and I'm waiting for the day that this is all exonerated and I'm going after this guy, for absolute torture, they left my lights on for twenty-four hours a day, uh, seven days a week, for thirty-two days. I didn't know what day was what. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know if it was daylight or nighttime. Um, they they wouldn't clean your cell. They wouldn't give you stuff to clean. Uh, it was it was disgusting. It was horrible. Adseg was even worse. Adseg, there was shit, piss. Uh, it smelt like uh, it smelled like a morgue down there. The guards were harassing the other Ad Seg guys and threatening them and and wanting to beat them up and 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 it was just it was like Alcatraz. It felt like what Alcatraz would have been like had you been in, on the island. Well, it, it feels like I I I, I I've never been to Alcatraz. It
0: feels like. um, the Shawshank—it feels like describing something out of Shawshank Redemption, but but even worse. And now I'm just saying, like I think you're adding wrinkles to my face now as you tell me this. So <laughs> it, it's not the case that the guards there are like, "Sorry, Pat, we know this is bullshit, but we're just doing our jobs." These are these are people who revel in the torture.
1: Well, this this was the first 32 days. After that, after that, what they were mainly afraid of is they were afraid that I was going to start a prison riot, is what they told me. That was their justification for isolation. Then. When they finally said, okay, he doesn't have COVID. What are we going to do? We can't keep him segregated. We can't keep him isolated. We have to move him somewhere. They moved me to what's called one wing. And one wing is where they hold all the murders, where these guys are waiting for trial for murder. I was housed with an inmate 24-7 a day, 24-7. Uh, they, he was a double homicide with the thousand yard stare. Everybody on that wing was there for murder and uh and they were the worst of the worst inmates i spent about 30 some days on that wing with 24 hour lockdown we'd get out every i think it would be every second or third day we'd get out for a phone call and then you have to stand in line for a phone call because there's only one phone that worked and the other guys that were in there uh they had seniority so they would hog the phone and you know not let you have the phone and uh one of the guards, and I'll always, I don't remember his name, but I'll always remember who he was. Like, if I seen him in public, I would know right away. I'll go up and shake his hand. He actually went to bat for me. he I heard him down the hall. What the fuck are you guys doing to this guy? He's in here for a fucking mischief. And you got him in there with murderers. I am going to do everything I can to get you out, Pat. And you do not belong in this wing. And thank God for him because he felt, he felt the pain that I was going through. And then they finally, after about 30 days in one wing to make sure I was well behaved and I was a model prisoner. Um, he decided they, they they worked their magic and they got me down to general population for about three months. You know, they, they, and that's, they put, that's a dormitory with put, a bunch of. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say they they put you there so that something bad would happen to you. I, I, when I was talking, that's
1: exactly what it was. They were, they were, they were isolating me in with the, with the murderers and the convicted murderers, um, that were being transferred to pens to hopefully have something happen to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that for a fact
0: when I talked to, when I interviewed Arthur Pavlovsky, and he's like, they, they put me in jail and I was such a risk. I couldn't have pencils or pens or anything sharp. And then they stick me in a cell with a schizophrenic individual who had pens that he was right. And like, they like, they it's his impression. I don't think I disagree with it. They wanted that guy to do something to him. The the, the man that you're bunked with in a cell, how big is this cell?
1: Uh, it's a six by eight. It's not big at all. There's a little tiny desk in the corner and then you have your bunk and that's it. And, and then you got to you, you got fight you got to fight to watch the TV across the hall through a window this big, so the uh, TV's across the hall and you got to kind of sit like this. And the two of you got to you know you got to share share media time to watch TV. Um, uh,
0: was was he mentally uh, was he schizophrenic? Was it what type of murder? Was it a, a uh, so he
1: was a gang member uh, from what I from what I understood. I'm not going to say his name, but he was no, a gang sure, member. And uh, he was being, he was under trial for two homicides. Um, I'm not going to say anything about what he told me in there, but uh, let's just put it this way. He was a badass. Uh, He was a badass. Um, But luckily, luckily for me, his mom was the one who cooked the pig for us downtown Ottawa. So she told him, you be nice to him. You take care of him. You don't let anything happen to him. So, it, I lucked out in that sense uh, in that way that I got a good sell. Uh, he was a good sellmate and he was just waiting for trial. Um, they, they like you to do dead time. They like you to sit in, in jail and uh, and uh, with no time towards your, your conviction so that it looks better in court. So he was happy to be sitting there in dead time, doing dead time because it, it reduces the amount of time you get on sentence. But the other guys that were on that wing the other ones they were absolute psychopaths and we had to share a a community room when it come time to use the phone and the one guy he he killed his brother like murdered his brother bragged about it laughed about it thought it was funny um and just sick sick and everybody in that wing they had that thousand yard stare you know like you know they just looked at you like uh it was it was bad they fought just for fun because that was their entertainment.
0: All right. Um, li- lingering psychological trauma that this has left with you.
1: I don't sleep. I have insomnia now. I, I, am I'm not diagnosed with it, but I know. You, you can ask my girlfriend. Uh, you know, I, don't, I don't
0: sleep. So this insomnia is not one of those things you need to be diagnosed with. You know when you have it. It's not. Uh, yeah. Like, it's not like what it, it is, what it
1: is. What it is is it comes to you have you have. Guards that come to your door, knocking on your door, uh, on on your cell, bang, 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 bang. I need to see you move at all hours of the night, you know. And then now, while I'm living under these conditions, under these bail release conditions, um, I get door knocks at three in the morning, two in the morning, four in the morning
0: at your um, at your at your place of residence where you are my on house At place of residence, yeah. Gotta they they sure got to make sure, sure you're home. there.
1: Yeah, yeah. But not only that, a few of them have absolutely like damn near kicked my door down. They've shone their strobe lights in my house to make it look like a rock concert. Um, they've they've shined they've harassed my neighbors, you know, shining. My neighbors were watching TV or a movie one night at like one thirty in the morning and the, all of a sudden these big bright strobe lights were flashing in their houses they were they were looking at the neighbors houses and stuff well it's 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 a, it's
0: a it's, a way, it's another way to psychologically torture you is cause strife among oh. your neighbors make make your neighbors hate you because of what the cops are doing to them to get back at you it's a, it's an it's an amazing tactic
1: absolutely yeah and and i and i'm aware of this so i well, i i make do um i definitely i definitely don't sleep i don't sleep and it it sucks I wish I could get a good night's sleep. I haven't had a good night's sleep in damn near two years.
0: Are you, um, and are, you could leave the house during the day?
1: I can leave the house during the day, yeah, but I have to be home indoors by 10 o'clock. And so you- my, my job, my job, uh, it, it involves me having to leave my residence for weeks at a time. So I can't go, I can't go and do that uh, unless I have my assurity with me after 10 o'clock. I'm allowed out past 10 o'clock. But I got to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is for fundraising purposes. Uh, if you can donate, please, anything helps. My bank accounts are still frozen, so I don't have it's, access to my banks. The, and if you can donate to Natasha.Calvino at gmail.com, all payments go to my lawyer. She does send you back receipts, so it is all up and up. That's okay. it. I have uh, to put it in, man.
0: No, no, for sure. And, I'm, and I'll do this just uh, again. I'll say here's here's the link to his lawyer's email address. Um. Holy hell, Pat! So <laughs> yeah, you,
1: five,
0: and I'm not even out
1: of jail yet. I'm not even out of jail yet. This is what I'm going through for five months.
0: Um, the, okay, so now we're like two months in, uh, the, and, and you're you're getting denied bail hearings. There there was an issue yeah. where you couldn't even get a rehearing for a long time.
1: Well, they played the calendar game, so um, they're very skilled at, at at prolonging stuff. See, lady, I like to I like to explain it as when you're playing in their sandbox you're not playing in an actual sandbox. It's like quicksand, the way their system is designed, Mm -hmm. the whole system needs to be fixed, but it's, uh, basically, uh, I'm not available on this date, but they all know their schedules. So between the crown and the lawyers, they all have their schedules. They know who's available when and for when, uh, what times. So he would make himself available. The crown would make himself available when my lawyer wasn't available. And then my lawyer would make a a, a time and he would say, oh, I'm not available on that time. Then he got COVID. Then he got, you know, went on vacation for six weeks. As well as when you you are denied your first bail hearing, you have to wait 30 days. So the first bail hearing was denied 30 days. Get the next bail hearing. Oh, well, I'm not available. I'm not available. I'm not available on this date, this date, this date. Okay, we finally get a bail hearing, but they collude together and and i don't i don't yeah no it's 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 it's, and then and then i lose that bail hearing and that bail hearing goes for another 90 days and then when it comes past that 90 days it was okay we're available this date no i'm not available this date oh i'm not available this oh i'm going on holidays
0: it's a it's a it's a fucking nightmare and it's it's enraging because this is how the system works even in under normal circumstances, it's hurry up and wait. Oh well, you know the court. The court starts at eight thirty and ends at four thirty. You get twenty minute break that turns into forty five minutes. You get an hour and a half lunch, turns into two hours. You can't get things done. Reschedule it. Oh, sorry, the judge has another hearing tomorrow. Come back in a week. And then meanwhile, this is for your bail for nonviolent mischief and incitement to mischief, and you're okay. locked up like a like a like a rat in a cage, yeah. in 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 a cage that nobody's cleaning for oh, it's, five it's and a half of-
1: months disgusting like i'm talking like blood splatter all over the walls feces all over the windows like disgusting like this is i don't don't even know how this place is even standing they don't have inspections they don't do cell inspections they don't do anything these guys show up collect a paycheck and leave that's all they do and and the guards will even tell you that we don't give a shit about this place we don't care you're here you're locked up you're transferred that's all you are to us we're here to get, collect our paycheck. We don't give a shit. So five and a half months, how does it come to be that you finally
0: get liberty? And I'll put, make sure everybody sees those quotes. You get, <laughs> you get out after five months. How did it happen? And what were the terms of your release?
1: Okay. So uh, I end up uh, finding a lawyer, uh, Natasha Calvino, uh, absolutely amazing woman. Uh, she had, we went through many. I basically, I had to interview her to make sure that she was on the same page as us looking out for my best interest and making sure that I was priority number one. Once we established that, we put together a bail uh, a bail package for the courts. the the judge uh, fortunately for me, the judge was kind of, you know, siding that I shouldn't be in there that long, but the crown wouldn't release me unless I had the most stringent of conditions. Um, basically, you're not allowed to talk to these people, which is Tamara Barber, my best friend who already pleaded guilty. He took a plea deal, pled guilty and was released. now I'm not allowed to talk to him. Uh, he's, he's like my brother. Um, a couple other people that, well, I don't care to talk to, but um, another gentleman that's, uh, you know, he's like another brother to me. They basically denied me the communications with people that were close to me. Then they said, uh, under the condition of uh $55,000 bail, of which $25,000 of that we'll, we'll get to that. Let me just go through the conditions, but you're gonna freak right out. Uh, $55,000 bail, uh, three sureties. So I had to have three people vouch for me one in Ontario and two here in Alberta. Um, one being my mother in law, the other one being a really close friend of mine. Um, uh, and 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 I get those three sureties then I'm not allowed to do uh, interviews all year, like for the whole time till I got my social media platform back for fundraising purposes only, ladies and gentlemen. Um, If I'm not saying it enough, I need to say it enough. My lawyers told me that. Um, So I get my conditions back that uh, I'm allowed to do fundraising. Sorry, we're we're getting released on bail. (laughs) I I get a little confused. I I apologize. Um, So I get no interviews, no speaking on COVID, not allowed to talk about COVID, not allowed to talk about. Uh, I'm not allowed to do interviews to to say my side of the story. I have to watch the media smear me for the last year and a half, and not being able to rebut or or give any kind of disclaimers or defend myself in any way. Um, and not allowed on social media. Wasn't allowed on the internet for for a short period of time, and then uh, then we I had a flip phone. Like I couldn't have a phone that had access to uh, to the internet um everything was on a flip phone and you know the old text where you got to tap yeah. three three times just to text somebody. <laughs> um and then uh yeah curfew and uh, not allowed to enter the province of ontario not allowed to be in the city of ottawa these um, the, so, so
0: everybody else this is the bail conditions and these are not the current pre-trial terms that you're on until you get to trial they've been oh no these they'd... are
1: still these are still going I'm still on these conditions now, except for I got a little bit of a a relax on the social media, because they agreed that my bank accounts are still frozen. So how else am I going to raise money? I'm from Alberta, I can't have Ontario legal aid, because I'm from Alberta. So how do I pay for my lawyer? They're denying my ability to pay for my lawyer. Oh well, we'll, we'll give you your social media back. Uh, uh, we 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 realize that it's a violation of your freedom of speech, and uh, you can have your social media back, but only for fundraising. You can only have it back to fundraise, and uh, and fundraising purposes only. So, and then as soon as they give me my my platform back, I'm shadow. At first, I brought in. I've got over half a million hits on my first video back, and now I can barely get a hundred people in a room because they they've absolutely censored me we can you'll you'll get out there for fundraising but we're not going to let your message get out so i have to piggyback off all all you guys out there all the all the podcast people out there oh, the, well, they, you,
0: I, I, this is not this is not all well, i mean i i know the way you you might feel because you're you're hampered this is yeah. amplifi- this is amplification I, I don't think people know what's going on like and pat let's just let's get the, the ugly part out of the way uh yeah. some of the some of the Controversial mean statements, you said, as a figure of speech. You said people were so angry with these politicians, someone's going to catch a bullet. bullet. I don't know if you meant, I think that was the expression you had used. Which well, is...
1: So those videos, and they were also, uh, they were actually brought up in one of my bail hearings. And it was deemed that the videos that they showed were edited and they're inadmissible in court. Mm-hmm. But the media had no problem smearing those. They took little clips of things that I had said in the past. And I'm talking years in the past. So the internet is always alive, right? And it's always there. <laughs> um, but w- when the mandates come down, and ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say this, mandates are not law. I don't care who you are. They are recommendations. They are mandates put in place as recommendations. You cannot enforce these. So I was in Toronto. Uh, I had just got done speaking at an event in, in Toronto. And I, I, I was told that these mandates were kicking in on... November thirty first, I believe it was November thirtieth, but because I had purchased my tickets prior to that to that date, I was given, pardon me, I was given a seventy two hour window that when the mandates kicked in, you didn't have, don't worry about it, we'll we'll get you home. I show up at the Pearson International Airport to get on my plane. I have uh, my, I, I, I get, I get told that I have to go check in at uh their their kiosk and i'm like i don't have to do that i just got to scan my my code and get on so i scan i scan my code it says no nope, you got to go to the kiosk and i'm like oh god here it comes i know this is what they're doing and they're saying they're, they're they're targeting me specifically they see my name on the list so i go to the kiosk but not without having my phone recorded and this is where the media took a little clip but i have it on and and this phone is still in the possession of the Ottawa Police Services. So the Ottawa Police Services confiscated my phone, of which that has the evidence on it. We're waiting to get that released so that we can get all the evidence off it. Of. But I go to the kiosk, I ask the lady what's going on. She says, You're Patrick King. I said, Yes, I am. She says, Do you have a vax pass? I said, No, I do not. I show her the email of of WestJet saying I have a 72-hour window. All the while I'm recording her and I have it all on film. I'm recording her because this is what I do. I always have a, a, a film. I always have a camera running. She says, yes, you did have a 72 in 72 hour window, but we moved it up by 24 hours. Personally, WestJet moved it up by 24 hours. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm mad as hell. Like I am hot. I'm in Alberta. I I, I live in Alberta. I can't get home. I don't know how I'm getting home. So I'm mad. All right. I got this lady on film. She's threatening to get the security on me. I've got it all on film. I'm walking out. like I'm pissed off. I make a live video to let people know what happened. I didn't show the actual video. I showed a live video. And I expressed my opinion. Because opinions in Canada are still supposed to be part of freedom of speech
0: Suppo- supposed big big caveat <laughs> pet
1: right so i i say my opinion uh my opinion was you know with these mandates you know you're going to piss people off you're you're pissing people off now like you're making people denying them access in their own country of which on my passport it says right on the very opening that the minister of foreign affairs deems that anybody with this passport should have free travel. They didn't listen to it. And I voiced my opinion that one of these days, man, you're going to drive somebody to the point, like they're pissing off ordinary people and ordinary people don't, you know, they do, they don't do ordinary things when they're under immense stress, you know, they'll snap, they'll flip out. So I warned people on my live feed that, Hey, this, this continues. Someone's gonna make Trudeau. Yeah, and no, that, was, that was it. And, that well, was it. And,
0: and, and I'll say this I, I feel like maybe I, I have to give you a harder time because you know that's what people that's what some people would want. I know the the figure of speech. And I'll, I'll say, because you said it, it's out there, catch a bullet is a figure of speech. It's, yeah. it's by no means a, a threat. It's not even intended to be a threat. It's more like saying someone's going to snap, someone's going to explode, someone's going you know, to pull a falling down like a Michael Douglas. And it's not a threat. It's, it's what it is, is maybe, you know, people are going to say every fear hides a wish and maybe it's a dog whistle, or it's just a plain observation that when you break people, Broken people do broken things, right. and for them. And, that's, and but that being said, also which is exactly why you know the lawyer you know maybe hears their own voice before it comes out and says don't use certain types of expressions, use the ones that can't be weaponized or misconstrued deliberately. So you said, I mean, and I I heard the clip of time, I was like, that's not that's not what anyone says. It is. I don't believe it, but unwise to use type certain types of hyperbolic um, figures of speech because people will deliberately misrepresent them because that's yeah. what they do.
1: And that's what they did. They took it and they ran with it. You know, it, all it meant was that he's pissing off ordinary people and ordinary people do non-ordinary things under immense amounts of stress. That's exactly well, what but, I was trying and, to express.
0: And not just that, they, they don't necessarily do the bad things to the people either. They just snap and, and, and end their own lives. And we've yeah. been seeing that in exactly. record numbers.
1: Yeah, the, the increase in suicides is astronomical. Um, But that's that's what it was. It was me basically formulating an opinion and letting my viewers know that this was actually happening. A lot of people didn't believe this was happening, right? They're like, oh, I don't fly, so I don't see it happening. Or I I don't travel, so I don't see the travel restrictions. Um, But this is a real-time moment where here it is, folks. It's actually happening. We are living in a communist country that is denying the flights over a freaking flu, I, like I, I, well, not,
0: not even a flu but the what was it it was the vax pass at the time i and i not, remember watching um chris Skye's videos where i said like i wouldn't do what he's doing but my goodness you know the, the, yeah. the world the world needs all types of people and let like, me
1: I, see I, the papers. <laughs> you know that's what it felt like let me see the papers. that's it's what it occurred what... everywhere you went
0: that's what it was, Pat. My wife was working an, uh, a job that involved her having to go out of the house at night when we were under curfew, and she had to have the papers in the car. And when I, when I, uh, you know, uh, uh, succumbed, when I took the stupid shot back in 2021, I, as a joke, I emailed my wife the picture of, of my paper and said, here are the papers for when the police ask. And, you know, I, I can get away with that joke because uh, no one's going to accuse me of whatever. Um Okay, You're Jewish, aren't you? I'm Jewish. And and by the way, the the other thing that the media says about you, Pat, and uh, at the risk of getting in trouble for saying this, Wikipedia, you know, you you get accused of anti-Semitism for saying, you know, I I might disagree with or question the official numbers of the Holocaust. And I might be one of the few Jewish people out there who says that should be a fair point of discussion where uh, my issue with laws that censor Holocaust denial is They lump into it. People say, well, I I want to argue over the numbers. And then everybody says, well, if you want to argue over the numbers, it's because you want to minimize the Holocaust. And I say to those people, if it's 4 million versus 6 million or 3 million versus 6 million, do you think that that's somehow going to make the 3 million genocide uh, less bad than the 6 million? Like, we're, we're, we're dividing by zero here. And I don't think that that should be... Unlawful, And I don't even, I don't reflexively uh, take it as anti-Semitic. It's it, when you're dealing with these numbers, it, it is, it's, I mean, it should be fair game to question, to ask questions about without being automatically labeled and and, and, and demonized as an anti-Semite. But that's the easy way to discredit. You make people think you're an awful person who threatened oh, the yeah. prime minister, anti-Semite. And if you're rotting in a, in a shit infested rat cell, that's not my problem. It'll never happen to me. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Well, that, that only came from a video that I showed where they showed that they changed the plaque at Auschwitz and Dachau and they changed the number on the plaque. So then I made a comment on my show that the numbers had changed. And I said, are they going to change the history books now? You know, and, and that was it. That was where that comment came from. But you have, you, you got to understand what we're dealing with in Canada. I don't know if it's just as bad in the United States, but I'm, I'll give you Canada's example. We have a open pool of $45 million that was donated, that is generated from the liberal government to pay anti-hate Canada Mm -hmm. or the anti-hate network, anti-hate network who all they do is hate is an absolute reverse psychology platform that has people such as Evan Belgord, Kurt Phillips, and and to name a bunch more um, that, that puts smear pieces out on anybody who speaks out against any liberal policy. And, and they're, 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 they're nasty. Oh, no. they, they made they're... up that Wikipedia, that Wikipedia, you can't change that stuff. They have the money to do this. and, one day they are going to get sued. I'm going to get this all behind me, and then I'm going to—I'm going after Evan Belgord personally. I'm going after Kurt Phillips personally. Um, these people have absolutely taken anything I've said, no matter what it is. They're probably watching this right now, Viva. They're oh, probably no, watching this, Pat. waiting for me to slip up <laughs> so that they can put it out there. Here, Pat, it, I, it's I, disgusting. I, I, I periodically, oh god, yeah. I, I yeah.
0: periodically Google my name. Hold on, in here. I'm in here somewhere. Uh, they, haven't, they have not yet called me one of them self-hating Jews, but I, I suspect that's, that, that check is in the mail. Uh, this is all that they have said about me. Wendy Martin ran in Oxford, Ontario, writing in 2021-2023. This is for the PPC. Likewise, yep. in Quebec's Notre Dame de grasse Westbound, candidate David Fry managed to take 1,498 votes in 2020, while Tony Olinga fared far worse uh, in the last by-election. Uh, they, didn't have, they, they have not yet called me a, a, a hateful person. Uh, but if oh, they do, if they, if they nope, if they do, it's anti Semitism. If they go after me, it's because I'm Jewish and it's because they are the anti Semites. That's uh, right. All,
1: <laughs> and all that say, right. Pat,
0: I, I I, say for all of the demonization, I couldn't really find any prime examples of anything really, really objectively terrible that you've ever said, as if that's a reason to even think about condoning what Canada has done to you.
1: Um, what they, what, what and, and so moving forward, so what they've done is they've used those to attack the convoy. They've used those videos to uh, self, I call it hack journalism, and it it's probably a term in a dictionary that is hack journal- journalism, where they'll take these little clips and they'll edit them together to fit what they needed them to, to say. And they actually use those in the House of Commons to argue that we were racists, we were tyrants, we were, you know, every name in the book. We well, were. You, uh, you
0: were coming there to violently overthrow the government. They were trying to pull January 6th
1: that's right and and if you if you watch any of my videos it was all peace and love it was woodstock it was was, everybody do not antagonize the police do not uh cause any disruption be polite be apologetic we cleaned up the streets we reduced the crime by 90 percent you know for the three weeks that we were there people felt safe in the downtown core again and 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 that spoke volumes um but they they once again did another hit piece. So uh, Vivian or Jillian, sorry, they did a fifth estate hit piece. There's an hour and a half worth of footage that they did not show. They showed a five minute clip of me um, to spin another narrative, uh, which played right into the to the Emergencies Act. Um, they knew that the Emergencies Act was being invoked. The Emergencies Act was illegally invoked. The Senate did not pass it. Remember, Trudeau got uh, had given the Senate that Friday the day off, so they couldn't vote on it. He invoked the act, and then when they came back to work Monday, he lifted it.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think people might have forgotten that he he rescinded the invocation before the Senate could shut it down because the word on the street was he had created such a, a run on the banks by freezing the bank accounts. He started oh. getting calls from the banks saying, "What the fuck are you doing? We don't have the cash in our in our in our reserves to give all their money out." undo this and if you don't the senate's gonna strike it down you're gonna get embarrassed so he revoked it three days after invoking it because it had been it was such a national emergency requiring the emergencies act 72 hours later it had been resolved and then commissioner rulo comes and pats him on the back and says you did good minion uncle rulo we call him uncle rulo yeah but he's not actually related i I, I i got i got uh yeah, well, for goodness' sake, when there's two, Paul, what is it, Pierre or Paul Rouleau? I forget which one, but there's two people with the exact same name. You can yeah. understand people you know, although Rouleau is a very common French last name, right. French Canadian. Um, but that
1: was the running joke. We, the running joke was Uncle Rouleau. and that whole that whole emergencies commission. Uh, I testified at it. They subpoenaed me and had me testify at it. Uh, that was a, that was a circus. It wasn't. It was never meant to put the convoy on trial. It was meant to put the government on trial, mm-hmm. not us. And they. They focused mainly on us, and and for for what? Mainly, uh, it,
0: virtually exclusively. It, it, in retrospect, now it was designed to be let's ju- let's get every evidence that we need in there so that we can justify Trudeau's invocation of the act. And by yeah. the way, for everyone, everyone out there, Rouleau is not related to Justin Trudeau. He's not that Rouleau, but he's a longtime time liberal uh, liberal supporting uh, political player. Handpicked, so- handpicked. Man, so you get out after five and a half months. When did you get out? This is a little over a year ago now.
1: Uh, yeah, so I got out July eighteenth, twenty twenty two. I get released, and uh, you know, I was shell shocked when I got out. I looked sickly; like I looked sick. Did um, you?
0: I mean, did you? Did you lose weight or put on weight as a result? No, I
1: put on weight. They didn't have any. They didn't have any activity programs. You weren't allowed out in the yard. You didn't get yard time. You didn't get an exercise time. Uh, the food that they fed you was for pigs. Like a slop. It was disgusting. Steamed food that it had to travel from Toronto to Ottawa and then steamed. Like this is how it doesn't make sense, the whole thing. And we're eating like basically TV dinners, uh, steamed TV dinners every all, all day, every day. Um, I get out. Uh, I, I, I get a crowd of people at the door, um, onlookers, uh, supporters, whatever, media. And then, and then I fly home to Alberta, and I, I have to stay at my mother-in-law's house. I wasn't even allowed to stay at my own house. Uh, may may they, I ask
0: why? I don't, want, I don't want to get you into trouble, but why uh, weren't you?
1: To- they, just, they just wouldn't let me. They didn't want me staying at my own home. Uh, I had to be under constant supervision So, because uh, I'm such a threat to society. You know, Dave, I'm such a I'm such a threat to society. That I, you don't, I have I don't to have, have 24 hour Overwatch.
0: I, I've never I've never had a problem with you. I mean, and despite what I've read on the media, it's like even that, if that's the best you got, then I know that we're dealing with someone who's really not bad. I mean, I,
1: I'm one me- of the yeah. nicest guys you'll ever meet, man. Like, and and here's the other kicker. So I'm this big bad racist. Um, my children are of are, uh, are of other ethnicities. My my stepkids, you know, they're they're pe- they're of color, you know, and they they. They tried to bring that up in my in my bail hearing, trying to deem me a racist. And my mother-in-law, actually, it was kind of funny. Because she had the picture of the grandkids in, in there. And she was waiting. <laughs> Lynn, I'm sorry, I have to say this. She was waiting for them to say something about being a racist. And she was, like, ready to pounce. Because they our family's been sick and tired of listening to this. They're the playing that damn race card. And 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 they don't even know. They didn't even have the, the the mental fortitude to do the the look and inter investigation themselves to see who I really was. They just went off absolute atrocious clips that the media were playing to paint that picture with that but broad. It, it, it's
0: just the, the problem is it just cannot make sense in law. That you could have ever been held for five and a half months on these charges, period, full stop.
1: I should have been released after twenty four hours, like everybody else.
0: What is it? An order to appear. You go back and you schedule your trial dates. That's yeah. it. it's it's enraging because there still is a a not insignificant percentage of the Canadian population and other population that thinks that well, you know, he's, he he would have talked. He would have organized another protest. He would have he would have. It, Crippled Ottawa again. I mean, and as if a year later, crippled any of that, Ottawa. no, no, it's, 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 it, it is, it's enraging that there are still intelligent people who purport to love freedom, who call themselves liberals, who say this all somehow makes sense. You know, don't, don't, don't cause problems. You won't get into trouble. And they don't understand that um, it, it will come to bite them in the ass one day. For well, fundraising purposes only, Pat, what's your what's your lawyer's name again?
1: Uh, yes, this is for fundraising purposes, ladies and gentlemen. And this is for fundraising purposes. You can donate to my lawyer at natasha.calvino at gmail.com. Um, I wanna share this is a funny one for you, Aviva. I, I wanna I wanna share this for you. Um I think this will give you a perspective of how how I live in politicians' heads. So this was, I'm just going to share my screen with you. Go for it and I'll, bring, I'll bring it in. Play this video and have, have a laugh. Have a laugh. And ready? I'll play it. Go for it. I, the one thing that I would caution actually Ashley, is intelligence is not evidence. And I think that we, we, have, we lose sight of that. And if we learn one thing, um, Rick was talking about the rule of inquiry into the convoy protest. We know that CSIS didn't do a really good job spying on Pat King, so I'm not really sure CSIS
0: has done a great job smiling spying on Beijing. So I think I'd be really, really <laughs> careful about
1: what we see in any of these reports.
0: Hold on. But, but, uh, he pa- pause it again. Is he, say, is he saying they didn't do a good job because they violated fundamental civil rights or they didn't do a good enough job spying on you?
1: <laughs> so so this was when there was a balloon flying over North America, right? Right. This is how much I lived rent-free in these guys' heads. So the Chinese spy balloons are flying across Canada. They had to get a dig in there saying that CSIS didn't do a good job spying on Pat King. Who's to say they did a good job spying on Beijing and And, the foreign interference and foreign influence?
0: It rhymes, so it's got to be true. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness.
1: This is the extent that they go to to try and smear... What I've done, what the, I wasn't always an advocate or uh, an um, activist, uh, an activist. I I was investigating stories. I was covering the Chinese influence in Canada. I was I flew in 2019 to the Bilderberg Conference in Montreal, Switzerland. I caught three of our Canadian delegates there. One of them was uh, Michael Sabia, who at the time was the CEO of the Quebec pension plan. Who was over there paying these elite bankers? These secret meeting uh, in Montreux, Switzerland, and the three topics of choice were AI, China, and the weaponization of social media at the time. And I caught these guys over there. I'm investigating these on my own dime, doing my own thing, bringing the stories out to light. And this is what they do. Oh God, he's got the dirt. We're gonna we're gonna put him in the dirt. And this is what they do. This is absolute I, I I call this this is one of my my crowning achievements. Okay, I love this.
0: First of all, who is that
1: guy? Who 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 is this guy? Ah, uh, Benzie's or something is his name. Hang on. I'll, I'll, uh, and the, and uh, now Benzie further on ceases from Benzi. it says in the oh, Twitter wow. feed. This, this
0: is a man who loves freedom. That's and he's a liberal. Um Oh, 100%. Let me ask you this question. Like we're making light of the fact that you have to continually re- remind everyone this is for fundraising purposes only. May I ask yeah. how much you've uh burnt on legal fees like oh. just set on fire
1: okay so initially it was sixty thousand dollars to get out of jail that was initial um through campaigning through people coming to g- oh i didn't bring up the big one okay so so we'll come to that um uh, um don't let me forget that i'm gonna put no, a pin in no no no, no you, do, do
0: that do that now i, I won't forget about the law the, okay law, so okay. i get
1: out on bail on fifty five thousand dollars bail i get out on bail i get released but I can't get released without a twenty-five thousand dollars bond. I have to put a twenty-five thousand dollars cash bond down. I ain't got that. Nobody's got that in today's society, unless you you know you're well off. Well, an angel shows up by the name of Coolbeard or sorry, Calvier, and the, the Sikh community out of Brampton, Ontario. The Sikh community culminated uh, accumulated twenty-five thousand uh, uh, dollars money. And donated it to help me get out of jail. The Sikh so community, this big racist, yeah, this that's what big I was say. xenophobe, uh, has the Sikh community fronting twenty five thousand dollars to help me get out of jail.
0: Uh, the fifty five thousand dollar bail is
1: that cash bail as well? No. So twenty five thousand dollars to get out. Is the boring. other if I if I breach my shirt, he's got to put it up, and I have to put it up the 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 remaining amount. So we're at uh twenty-five, fifty-five, so thirty thousand dollars. Okay. I'd have to put out of my own pocket. Holy so God. each of my sureties are on the hook for five thousand dollars if I mess up.
0: All right. Um that so that's cash that ha- you don't have it, so that's in there. Now uh, that's right. So you, yeah. so that's
1: sitting in the crown. The crown's got that right now. They're holding on the twenty-five thousand dollars donated by the seat community, mind you, and then in the meantime, for now, through the fundraising, from what I've my last report that I got, I just barely raised over twenty six thousand dollars in my fundraising campaign. Um, we do have a couple campaigns coming up. So tomorrow, Saturday, we have a, a car show, show and shine, uh, being held up in uh, Leduc, Alberta. So bring your cars out if you're in Laduke. Come bring your cars out, show uh, show your support, and there'll be auctions and wood carving and a bunch of. Bunch of stuff going on. We got Jonas Milan will be down from uh, Princeton, British Columbia. He's a chainsaw wood carver. He's got a bunch of items up for auction and and uh, raffle to help uh, accumulate funds for my for my legal fees. I'm looking at $170,000. I'm in need of uh, by November, um, and I have only barely scratched the surface on $26,000. Um, how long?
0: Uh, I want to make sure not to ask a question. I'm not allowed to ask. How long is your trial scheduled for?
1: Six weeks. Six weeks. But I also, I, and this is public knowledge, uh, I also opted for a jury trial because there's no chance in hell am I going to step up against a judge who is a Freemason judge that has already been pan-picked because of my, my luck with judges already. Um, I'm not going up against a handpicked judge by the Trudeau government. The,
0: a, but but the trial now is going to be in what jurisdiction? In in Ottawa or well, it,
1: it, right now it's scheduled for Ottawa, but we have change of venue applications put in. Um, we are supposed to hear those applications in August twentieth. Hey, you, you, uh, you gotta you
0: gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta pay out the ass to get these basic. So as if yeah, yes. I, I,
1: yes. I, I, and
0: Those motions are $20,000 each. And I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving any legal advice. Uh, I don't yep. practice anymore. Uh, I, I think I would be, uh, I would take my chances with a jury over a judge, especially in that jurisdiction. But even still, you're in Ottawa and you're going to get yep. these people who think that they were terrorized Oh yeah, into, into being a jury of your peers. You got to move it out. But anyways, yeah. and, and then you got to ask the venue to move it out.
1: That's uh, right. Yep. Don't, so, we don't like you very so, much,
0: Pat. So no.
1: And that's it. And and in in the city of Ottawa, the media has made a, a, a made it their living goal to show horrible convoy pictures on the media every night at six o'clock. They will not let it rest. They are uh, Tamara and Chris got theirs coming up in September yep. very shortly. Six um,
0: weeks on your trial.
1: Yeah, yeah, six weeks. Um, I don't know how. I don't. I don't know the in, inner workings of how the law works, but I know that the evidence that we have. Ain't gonna take six weeks to prove me innocent.
0: You don't have to prove yourself innocent, except for in a communist regime. Well, uh,
1: I'm guilty until proven innocent in this country right now.
0: Yeah, Uh, to the point that my
1: bank accounts are still frozen under this stupid mariva injunction, right? Like, but but that's for the injunction that hasn't even been certified. And Paul Champ or Mister Paul Chump, and I hope you hear this, Chump, uh, still has my my bank accounts. Frozen.
0: Your bank account is frozen under the civil suit mariva injunction.
1: That's correct. Yep. Yeah. He I mean, will not release it. How do you pay bills? I have a prepaid credit card from Money Mart. I use Money Mart.
0: Uh, do you have? A, are you working and getting remunerated at this? I, point? I have
1: my disability for my leg, and that's all I have. I can't go out and get a job. I can't. I got, I got my leg disability that I I'm living on right now. I'm I'm doing schooling. Um, so I'm trying to keep myself proactively educated and, uh, and try and just keep my brain fresh, but, uh, I am doing schooling at the time at this time. And, uh, my, my career is in the oil and gas industry. That's what I do. That's what I'm good at. That's my professional. That's I'm a professional at it. So that means I have to leave my house for periods of time, sometimes a month, you know, I'm gone. So I can't, I can't go to do what I can't. What do you want me to go work in a quickie mart eight o'clock in the morning? There's not a chance. I can't. I can't do it.
0: I am going to swear one last time because it's a, <laughs> it's a fucking outrage. And anybody who is not outraged doesn't have a head on their shoulders or a heart in their chest. It's a fucking outrage. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, it, 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 it's it's so hard. Not only that, let, let's not put uh, let's not forget about the uh, NIS agents and the CSIS agents that's following us around. They'll follow me around with cameras and, and watch my every movement. Like I'm some threat to the Canadian civilization. No, I'm a threat to the game to the to the political realm because of the dirt that I have. And this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna target you, they're gonna gang stalk you. They're gonna but I, I want people to don't be in fear of this. Ladies and gentlemen, what we've done is we've laid the foundation. We took the hits for you guys. It, it, you can speak up now. You can speak. You can talk business owners. You can talk now, you know, big high up people in corporations. You can talk now we're on trial already. We're, we're, we're in there. We're going, but it's time for these people who are voiceless to get their balls back and start talking because we know what they're doing to the corporations. We know what they're doing to our economy here in Canada. We know that they're going to try and good luck, try and implement another lockdown coming. They're gonna try and do all these things. It's time we've taken the hits. Now it's you guys. You know your your A team's up there. We need the third stringers. We need well, the second line. People just have in. to.
0: People just have to understand the the poem by the Holocaust survivor. At first, they came for the union workers, and I said nothing because I wasn't a union. They're, That's they're right. good at, and and now, by the way, the people who. You know when I was when I said, "Well, we're 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 getting out of here because I'm not doing curfews again, and I'm not doing I'm not getting a vaccine passport for my kids." And then like, "Well, you know they're they're lifting the restrictions." And I said, "You think they're not going to try to do this again?" Like, uh, and then, (sighs) okay, so your trial comes up. You're fundraising to pay your defense, um, and the fundraising can only go by email, PayPal transfer, or whatever e-transfer to your lawyer.
1: That's right. Yeah, I I do have PayPal. Um I do have PayPal on mine and I have to transfer it all to the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't used the PayPal. Um the PayPal platform. Don't do worry about
0: that. Well, uh, maybe I'll I'll ask you afterwards and we'll get some other links that I can just share with sure. everybody. For now it's it's Natasha's email address and, and Natasha's email
1: address, but we also have uh we're we're putting on a rodeo event uh September 15th, 16th and 17th and there are tickets available online uh, at www.brokenarrowbullsandbash.com. And that is a weekend-long camping excursion. We have bulls, uh, uh, bull riding events. We have barrel racing events. We have three concerts, one Friday night, one Saturday, and two Saturday. Uh, Tons of kids' events going on. We've got Nerf Wars. We've got food vendors. We've got merchant vendors. Uh, And and it's to reestablish the community again, to get people back to understanding, hey, we can get together. We can socialize. We can leave the politics at the door and get back to taking care of one another. And that's, that's basically what the motto is, 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 you know, it's time that we start taking care of each other because they are not taking care of us. The government is not there for our best interest. And I'm a prime example of that.
0: Well, I'm going to talk after we're done, I'm going to talk about a few other stories, one of which Sheila Annette Lewis who just died oh, to, 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 to just, just to confirm two. that conf- yeah, number two, there was one out of Ontario to confirm yeah, the government Grant. is, um pat i'm gonna continue live after but uh, yeah. uh so message me all of the links that you want me to share i'm gonna put them in the pinned comment i'll i'll, I'll we'll, we'll talk and catch up after this ordinarily i'd end the stream and we would say our proper goodbyes but i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going um it's an outrage and everybody has to know about it and an absolute outrage i will snip and i will clip and i will share this around and uh At at the risk of having my bank accounts confiscated, I will obviously be sending something to your lawyer after this stream because.
1: Well, here's the the defense on that one. They can't freeze your accounts when they're going to my lawyer. If they do, my lawyer is such a pit bull. She's amazing. Um, They can't go after that. I believe uh, PayPal is off your email. I don't know. I don't know how PayPal works, but I do have a PayPal account. Um, But know this. My lawyer is one of the few lawyers that actually has Canadians best interests at heart. She is is working diligently. She's also, you are getting um, receipts for these because the crown has her under a microscope now to make sure that the funds are being allocated to the appropriate directions. And they're not, you know, not going to Mr. King to help him survive. We just want, the crown wants their, you know, their penance. They want their money. They want their, they want their... Yeah. Oh. It's,
0: a, it's, 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 a, it's a bloody outrage. Um, and they, you know, it, it, I have no doubt. Well, actually, I say I have no doubt. You're not going to get convicted. Um, oh. It's going to it's going to end with I think it's going to end with proper justice. As a result, the injustice will have come through. What, what has been done to you cannot be righted. The wrong that has been done to you right now cannot be righted. You could sue no. for malicious prosecution. Good luck with that. It cannot be righted. Uh, so even justice at the end of the line, you have been the victim of, of an egregious, politically motivated injustice in the interim. Whatever, absolutely political
1: motivated. Absolutely. Motivated.
0: And, and whatever anybody thinks about you, you could be a Holocaust denier, bona fide. It never happened. It was a hoax. And you still don't deserve this. Uh, and, and by the way, you're not that.
1: Uh, no, a, a period. no, no. But, uh, you know, I, I look at it this way. Um, cancel culture is a sick, sick thing in this world. Um, it is a It is a parasite. On a democracy, and you know, you see, I seen your video, Jordan Peterson. I I, I see Jordan fighting back. I see Jordan speaking up, um, and and I understand where he's coming from. He's he's getting the same treatment, albeit he hasn't been jailed, but he's getting the same treatment as I am with the cancel culture, with the board of of uh, uh, the the College Board and the psychologist board yeah. that want to retrain him on social media. Um, that's basically what I'm doing right now. I'm being retrained on social media on what not to say anymore because I'm not allowed to say my opinion. No, it's like, um,
0: like, like the court order they gave Art to Pavlovsky. When talking about COVID, you must say the following things. It's consensus that masking and vaccination campaigns are very good. It's um, no, but but they're, no. They're, it's a it's a professional lynching when it comes to uh, uh, Jordan Peterson. They use the profession to do it, and with you, it's a judicial lynching. They just they they use they use and abuse whatever the tools of power are that they have over the individual. In your case, you're not a member of a professional order. They'll just use the justice system with with Peterson. Oh, they'd use the justice system too if they could. And who knows with the laws that they've passed? It's not we're not far off from some of those statements being contrary to the. Conversion ban bill four, whatever the hell it is, Bill C four.
1: Pat- you got to remember too that I also pissed them off when I challenged the COVID narrative too. Uh, we were going to talk about that, but I'm not allowed to talk about much COVID. But I did well, piss them off.
0: Well, I, I, gonna- I by the way, I I, I was gonna. I- I don't even want to, I, I had my questions about the Stu Peter thing, but I'm I'm going to yeah. avoid it because I don't want to get you into trouble, period.
1: Okay, well, and- well, just know that, ladies and gentlemen, I did contest the COVID laws, which absolutely set a fire under the Canadian judicial system. And if you know, if you're familiar with the case here in Alberta, uh, it adds to it as well that it was deemed that Dina Hinshaw was not following her professional criteria and that she was only going off of recommendations by the government, which deemed that our COVID mandates here in Alberta were illegal.
0: And she was lying about the death of, of teenage kids yep. to further
1: the fear. Uh, Dina yeah. Hinshaw
0: is, is an, is an awful evil person. Period. They
1: pissed, I pissed them off. I pissed and, them off. And, and do not, do <laughs> not
0: affirm, confirm, or deny that Pat. We do Um, Pat, we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch and we'll keep following this and I'll keep yeah. doing whatever, whatever I can to help you. For um, sure, I appreciate it. No, because this is not a question of being partisan. It's not a question of being done. What, what, what I believe what is being done to you is, is v- vehemently, it's not the right word, vigorously, deeply wrong, period. Uh, and it's, I'll ask you the questions and I'll give you the hard time on some of the stuff where you might've gotten things right or wrong and you might've used words that you shouldn't have used. It's yeah. this is bullshit through and through. And people need to understand it. They can hate you, they can think that they hate you, and they still can't tolerate this.
1: Yeah. Love me or hate me, you can't debate me. That's my motto. Like (laughs) I'm definitely I'm dead serious. I have the proof. I have the evidence. I have the stories. I have I've traveled. I was the boots on the ground. I have the stories. But no media will get them out because they're so afraid that they that, you know, Mr. King is such a bad man. I, I always ask reporters, show me where the bad man touched you. Because, you know, he must have touched you somewhere that you're so afraid to tell the truth.
0: I say, but even if they hate you, they can love you, they can hate you. They can't lock you up for five months on a nonviolent mischief charge, period. And nice. someone has to politically answer to that and there has to be a political reckoning. And if there isn't, it's the end of Canada,
1: period. Even the detective, the detective so they they put homicide detectives on our cases. So the homicide detective, when I was being released, went up to my girlfriend and said, "It was about time he should not have been in there oh, that no, long."
0: no, shit, Sherlock. Was his name Sherlock? I don't mean to. <laughs> no,
1: no, Detective <laughs> Benson.
0: <laughs> no shit, Benson. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no bull, Benson. Yeah. Um, Pat. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay live, but thank you. We'll we'll keep in touch. We'll follow this up, and uh, I'll be following it and make sure that I got a, I got a big I got a big mouth and a loud voice, so we'll, we'll keep it going.
1: Well, uh, I appreciate it. All the help, all the help I can get, man. Like it's so stressful. I got ulcers. I got a a bad gallbladder now from it. Like I'm, I'm the
0: the process is the punishment, and they and they and they it's it's deliberate. It's not an accident.
1: I, I um, put on a, I put on an easy face and a a shitty grin, but behind there, it's a, there's some trauma for sure. No,
0: and I, well, I'm not projecting. I think I see the trauma, and I and I and I and I. And I Suspect you're not allowed medicinal marijuana and don't answer the question. I was, you know, I I don't even know that that helps, but there's no question. It's, 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 it's torture and it's meant to be. It's bad. Um, bad. Send me all of the links. I will, I will blast them out, pin them up and uh, we will do a follow-up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: Thank you for coming on, and we'll do it again for sure. Be wa- remember, be- ladies
1: and gentlemen, fundraising purposes only. <laughs> I'm, I'm changing my
0: name back after you leave, uh, Pat. <laughs> be as as strong as you can under the circumstances, and and um, that's
1: and all ho- I can be.
0: Hopefully, we'll just raise a little bit of awareness, and people will say, "Holy shit, it's gotten this far. I didn't know that." Yeah, time to put an end to it, politically speaking.
1: Thank you kindly, sir.
0: All right, man. Go enjoy the day.
1: Take care. Bye bye.